All right, welcome back to another edition of Ke Alakai the podcast. I'm Michael Kraft and I'm joined as always by our amazing co-host. I'm Olivia. Thank you for the intro. And we've got with us Errol Ganga. He's an exercise sports science major. It's his second year here and he's from Fiji. Woo. Welcome. Welcome. Happy to be here. Man, we're so excited to have you on. <laughs> yeah, for, we've we been are. trying to make this happen for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> how's how how's how's it going? Let's start there. Uh, it's been good. I had only two classes today and I've been asked by one of my friends to come and help out here and I've been really excited to just come and share my story a little bit about myself and how yeah. I got to BYU. So yeah, I'm pretty We're stoked about it. We're super excited to hear yeah, about it. Yeah, definitely. Do you kind of want to talk about like your journey of coming here? <clears throat> what drew you here? Anything general like that? Okay, definitely. So like you mentioned already, I'm from Fiji and this is my second year here at Brigham Young University Hawaii and I'm an exercise sports science student. Um, I don't usually share this a lot, <laughs> but um, just my journey about getting here, I had never actually thought about um, coming to BYU Hawaii. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I had siblings who've been here before. I come from a family with 11 siblings. Wow. So yeah, I'm number six. <laughs> Everybody above me graduated from BYU Hawaii. So I wanted wow. to be kind of like the different one and mm. not come to BYU Hawaii. Uh-huh. And they were all kind of against me. They were saying, why don't you want to go there? You know, everyone's been there. You're going to kind of spoil the streak. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's been there. I just wanted to be different and just go to UVU or something. Mm-hmm. And then so I applied and I was doing track and field at the same time. And that's why I didn't want to come to BYU. I wanted to go somewhere in the mainland and go and do track and field. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And because they had no more sports in BYU, so I was thinking to yeah. myself, why would I go there? You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, but the funny thing, I said, okay, I'll I'll try go to BYU. I applied the first time and I didn't get in. Mm-hmm. And then surprisingly, I applied the second time again and I didn't get in. <laughs> Until the third time when I applied, then I got in. <laughs> so I was thinking to myself, like you know, the first time didn't go through, and I told my parents, see, I told you it's not for me. The second time I applied again, and I told them, you know, it's not happening. So you know, let me do something else. Uh-huh. But in the third time it got in and I looked back um, and I just think everything happens for a reason, you know. But mm. I'm so grateful that I'm here at BYU right now. Yeah. I really am. Why That's did amazing. you, why did you, um, after, why did you apply so many times? Because if you, if you weren't, you know, trying to come, like what made you like feel like, let me just apply one more time. I guess one thing why I really wanted to come here at the same time, even though there was no sports, um, all my siblings were um, employed at the Polynesian Cultural Center. They were all dancers at the night show and the canoe mm. show. And uh-huh. every time they would graduate and come home, or even while they were still here, I used to see pictures and videos of them and just see like the life that they were living at the Polynesian Cultural Center, being able to share. I mean, the culture of Fiji, being from Fiji at the Cultural Center. And I've always wanted to do that because I also love dancing. Mm. So kind of like at the same time, I didn't want to come here, but Loki did want to come here and dance <laughs> at the uh-huh. Polynesian Cultural Center. Mm. So that's what that's one of the things that kept me going to like just keep pursuing to come to BYU. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Was it tough? Because, you know, since there's no <clears throat> sports here, kind of having to put away that side of the track oh, yeah. and field. Um, I, I've been doing like sports for four years i represented fiji for four years straight before coming here mm-hmm. it was yeah. really hard doing something like every single day it's been part of my life and like i used to represent fiji traveling and stuff i used to do the hurdles mm-hmm. and just kind of like putting that to rest a little bit and just come and focus on school it's been really hard because i've always had a set schedule what to do like get up in the morning train mm-hmm. and then afternoon like my life was just like that train 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 every single day so just to come to school and put that aside i've been doing for four years just put it aside and just kind of just do school 
it's been really, really hard. Yeah. Yeah. So last year I had the opportunity to, to take a semester break and just do one more competition. Mm-hmm. It was really hard for me going back into that kind of life, training uh-huh. in the morning, afternoon. Mm-hmm. I took a semester off and I did the last competition and then I came back. But I told myself I'll give it a break because it's really hard going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just kind of getting back into like competition shape and all yeah, that, huh? it's really hard. So I just told myself I'll take a year break and then we'll see what happens from there. But happy to be a BYU yeah so what's your schedule like now like how are you like dealing with that like different changes um ever since I've been here I still try to apart from dancing at the Polynesian Cultural Center I still try to make myself available for physical activity because I think that's the only that's the closest thing I can get to to training like how I was back Mm -hmm. home Mm -hmm. so I go to the gym a lot and then I join my I have a sister who's married here so she takes me a lot to the there's a CrossFit center not too far from here at Kahuku. Oh, wow. Okay. And the owners are um, Tom McBride and his wife, and they are EXS teachers here. Mm. Oh, okay. So they help me out a lot. So it's just going back and forth. Nothing too serious, but just trying to stay in shape and yeah. also kind of relieve a little bit of the, <laughs> the moments from before, but, you know, just trying to stick to it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Your your major, is that why you chose and that's, EXS? And that's why I chose EXS. I mean, coming from Fiji, um, my, my dream is to open up my own gym in Fiji oh. after I pass off with EXS and I'm also doing entrepreneurship so I kind of have my own thing going with business mm-hmm. um, in the sports side I've always wanted to open the gym in Fiji just because in Fiji the mentality of people in Fiji at times like when you talk about fitness when you talk about gyms and stuff it's like always going towards the male end it's always for boys you know it's, it's only for rugby players it's only for like yeah. you know but then I want to open up a gym. When I came here to BYU, and one thing that really surprised me at the gym here is that they have women's hour. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard of that before growing up in the islands where they mm-hmm. have a specific time where only the women can train. And I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So that's something I want to take back home. The, the gym that I want to open up is for everybody. Also at the same time, something friendly for women and for kids to come because the gyms back home are mainly focused on like the male mm-hmm. dominant kind of thing. You know, it's only for boys. That's yeah. like the... Kind of like the stereotype that they have for like gyms and exercising and stuff. It's mm-hmm. only for males. But wow. I kind of want to break that stereotype with a gym I'll open up. You know, we have like women's hour, one for like maybe a special place for like women who are pregnant who can come and do yoga and stretches and stuff like that. I want to mm-hmm. open it up to the people like that. That's, That's super cool. Yeah. I never thought about it that way. I mean, I'm from California, so I'm used to mm-hmm. like having everybody used to working out and trying to stay fit. So mm-hmm. I never really thought about it in other countries. So mm-hmm. how do you think, I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but how do you think it'll like <clears throat> kind of change the narrative of self-care in Fiji? I think it'd be, it, it'll, it'll be a rough start just because a lot of people are not used to it. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. all the boys will be like, why are the women inside there? You know, mm-hmm. this gym is only for boys. But I think it, it'll be a rough start. But at the same time, It'll be really accepting because people like my sister, she's been doing CrossFit for a while now, but then back home, she couldn't really do it just because it's always been boys inside that she kind of felt uncomfortable going in. Yeah. And then when it's all boys, she kind of wants to do her own thing, but at the same time, she feels like, you know, she'd rather go somewhere else. And I don't want other mm-hmm. girls or females to feel like that. Mm-hmm. I want them to know that when they can go to the gym, they can be themselves, work out and do whatever they want and stay fit at the same time. Wow. That's so... I just love that. Like... I'm just gonna be thinking about that now. <laughs> like, and just because you know, I know a lot of pregnant women want to do stuff like go to the gym and work out and stretch at the mm-hmm. same time. But I think it's gonna be even more intimidating when you go in there with like a big belly and like you see all these boys just pumping weights and stuff. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'll just stay home and maybe just stretch at home. Mm-hmm. I want them to really feel comfortable when they come to the gym and just be themselves. Mm. Yeah. 
Wow. That's the plan. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds Honestly. great. Yeah. Was there like a, a, a moment when you kind of like knew this is what I want to do? I want to open up this gym? I mean, because Fiji is so small, I guess that's why they're so confined. Like, And when I used to represent Fiji and travel a lot, I see other countries have been way ahead in terms of like opening up gyms for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, for kids, for pregnant women, for old people. And because Fiji is so small, I don't think they were really opened up to that kind of like a mentality opening it up for so many people. So with my travels and um, competing and just seeing uh, other places in the world, I kind of like opened up my mind to that. And then when I came here, I saw even more people, old people going to the gym <laughs> and pregnant women like my sister. She just gave birth. So she's been going to the gym just mm-hmm. like trying to get back into shape. So that's kind of really pushed me towards that that trend, trying to do that. So yeah, that's what, that's what I really want to do. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to talk about what it's like Growing up with 11 siblings. 11. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 11. So we have six boys, five girls. I'm one of the ones right in the middle. Everyone above me came to BYU. They've all served missions and they've all married in the temple. Um, so I'm kind of like the next one, I think, to get married. No pressure. <laughs> Everyone above. So my sister who's married here, she just gave birth. She has a kid. So I'm right after her. So everyone above me is married, so I'm the next one. So my parents are like, okay, you're next, you're next, no pressure. I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll see There's that. pressure. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's been, to be honest, um, I grew up in a really, like we, I struggled a lot growing up just because with that 11 kids, my mom had no opportunity to work. Mm-hmm. She had to stay home 24-7 because of us, even though she's always had dreams. She she always mentioned to us, I've always had dreams to get a job growing up, you know, to work in an office or do something for myself. But, mm-hmm. I mean, she never planned to have 11 kids, so she couldn't get a job. She had to stay home full-time and look after us. Mm-hmm. Only my dad was working, so you can imagine how hard that was yeah. for all of us. So I think part of it kind of goes back to the gospel. I think about it, how the gospel blesses families. Um, all goes back to tithing and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I always saw my parents growing up paying a full tithe and we were taken care of the whole time. Like all my siblings got college degrees. Those who are older than me all graduated from BYU, mm-hmm. successfully married. And then they live in all different parts of the world because mm-hmm. after they came to BYU, they met their spouses here and just moved different places all yeah. around the world. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's so so cool. I think for me that was also a testimony really seeing my parents pay tithing and just seeing our family being taken care of mm-hmm. and all of us just going to school. Even though my dad was the only one working, we all went to elementary school, all finished high school college degrees i don't know how he did it sometimes it blows my mind now how he put us all through school like it's still and i have two more at home who are still in high school Mm. so those are the last two Mm. but yeah it's been crazy growing up we struggled a lot but i think we were really happy Mm. we were really happy yeah wow that's so cool i love hearing stories about how families come together Mm. or like how they're kind of maybe put in like weird situations because i'm the youngest Mm. of my family so and both my siblings are like like, uh, there's some distance between us, like, right. age-wise. Um, so I'm really close with my parents, so I just love hearing people talk about their parents. And I was actually kidding with a bunch of my friends that were like, we don't, like, understand people that aren't close to their parents because we're just so close to their parents, and there's right. just so much to learn from them. Uh-huh. So what do you think is the biggest thing that you've learned from your parents or your family? I think one of the biggest things I've learned from my parents is, like I mentioned, like, growing up and struggling so much, it's just to put the Lord first. Like, mm. sometimes it was crazy. Like, I would see them, like, when it was time to pay tithing, like, to be honest, sometimes it would go to that point where we had nothing to eat or pay the tithing, and we'd just be like, just buy something. The Lord would understand, like, you know? Mm. Uh-huh. Like, we're like we're so hungry, like, just buy something. And my parents would just say, no. 
So like at that moment, it was hard to understand. But growing up now, I've served the mission. I think about it like just that much, so much trust that they had in the Lord that he would provide something, even though at that moment we like had nothing. It was so amazing. So now for me, tithing is not a problem. Mm. Like I know as soon as I get the money, that's the first thing because I've seen it help my whole family, you know. Yeah. So for me, it's not even a problem anymore. That's amazing. That's so cool. That's something I've learned. So, yeah. I'm yeah, so, that's so happy for them. And that's that's for me the same thing that I yeah. learned from my parents, especially yeah. my my dad. Whenever when I was in like what second grade, he started giving me like an allowance, like two dollars every uh-huh. week. And he was like, okay, here's $2, but first thing you do is pay your tithing. And my whole life it's always been, you know, my parents would always teach us that you have to pay your tithing. And if you do that, then, you know, God will take care of the rest. Yeah. And, like, it's, I don't know, it's, that's one of the, it's weird to me to think about that, that, you know, sometimes it's hard, especially as a college student. I'm yeah. so poor all the time. <laughs> that's but, all of us. But, like, <laughs> Well, you know, you, you just do like the small, simple stuff and God is, he'll always be there and take care of the yeah. rest for you. Yeah. Just that amount of trust that you're like, okay, I'm going to pay my tithing. I know he'll help you. So you just do it. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, I guess that's kind of, I guess the the way the church and the gospel goes is the small and yeah. simple things. Mm-hmm. Small and simple when you do things. them, then things work out. Yeah. Most of the time, all the time, <laughs> <laughs> they all work the out in some way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because like There's always challenges, but like sometimes I would see other kids. Like when I was growing up, I had friends who were like just a bit like the standard of living was better than mine. Mm. Uh-huh. And then sometimes I would see them; they were not happy at all. Like they had mm. all the money, their parents had really good jobs, you know, but they'd come to school and they won't be as happy. But then I'd come to school. Like, knowing I had problems at home and, like, my parents are trying to pay bills and stuff. But at the same time, I'd be, like, so happy. Mm. And then I just used to think to myself, you know, sometimes it's it's not all about the money, you know. It's yeah. just not all about the money. And that's when I really understood. When I served my mission, I served in the Philippines, mm. like you mentioned. Like, everything just opened up. And I said, okay, this all makes sense now. And when you come to college, you know, what your parents teach you when you're young growing up, you just put it into practice and everything just falls into place. But like you mentioned, it's hard sometimes, yeah? Yeah. Especially when you're on your own now. Uh-huh. And you think about your parents, sure. you know, how they did it for all the kids. <laughs> you're on your own now. You're like, just looking after yourself. But you're like, okay, I can do it. It's I know. hard, but yeah, it all I works out. definitely feel like an adult here. <laughs> it's yeah. so weird. I, this is kind of a random question, but... Um, like, I feel like it's, like, talking about, like, presents instead of, like, experiences. I normally, like, for, like, my birthday, I like, going somewhere more mm-hmm. instead of, like, receiving, like, a present or something. What do you think about that? Like, since, I mean, like, you've mentioned that you've come from, like, money troubles and everything. Mm-hmm. So you've had all these great experiences. So, like, which one, like, do you think is more powerful for you? Like, just, like, a tangible gift or, like, an experience with, like, your family or anything? Um... Growing up, to be honest, whenever it was <laughs> someone's birthday, <laughs> our parents never gave us gifts mm. at all. So, like, even till now, whenever it's my birthday, like, I've never expected. It's more of the experience, mm. I think, mm-hmm. just, like, waking up and then our parents just saying happy birthday. Yeah. And then when it comes to May in my family, over half of my family have birthdays in May. So, like, <laughs> two in the first week, three in the second week, one on the third week. So, like, over half of my family have mm. birthdays in May. So we just have one cake for everybody. That's how it was. I mean, yeah. because if you think yeah. about it, buying cake for every single person for like almost 11 kids every single week, yeah. we could not afford that. Uh-huh. So we just have one cake for everybody in May. Yeah. Nice. And that's how it was. And my parents never gave us gifts. That sounds so fun, honestly, yeah. though. 
believe it or not, we never had gifts growing up. Like even sometimes during Christmas time, it was more of like we'd go and do service for other people mm. or stuff like that. Just so like, you know, kind of like giving back to other people. But our parents never gave us anything. Mm. Hey, but that's good. I mean, it builds you up and makes you a better person. Yeah. And, totally and then like does. now when I look back at it, like I just thought about, you know, I've never had anything given to me. But now sometimes when I have money, it's always about like giving to other people. And I just always want to make other people feel good instead of myself. Because mm. in turn, it makes me feel good when I help someone else. Yeah. Because yeah. that's how it's always been growing up. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So is that kind of why you want to start the gym is to give that back to Yeah, kind of give back mm. to everybody who's helped me, especially through my athletic career. I think about it because in Fiji is not as developed as the United States or other bigger countries. So I kind of want to give back for everything that helped me with, with my athletic career, kind of give back to the people mm-hmm. and to my coaches and to all the kids who's helped me out. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. That's well, awesome. I don't want to cut you off, but that's about all the time that we've got for today. Yeah. Um, but we'll just make some quick announcements. We have... Of course, uh, Friday, we have our Friday show coming out. We'll talk more with our producer, Bruno, about, you know, Disney, some movies, stuff like that again. Nice. Um, next Tuesday, Olivia and I will be in New York, but don't worry, we'll have episodes coming out. We're going to have Ashley Willis Willis coming on, and then we'll have another Friday show as well. So yeah, lots that's, coming. that's the next weekend little bit for you. So thanks so much tuned. for coming, Errol. This is awesome. I loved it. I had a great time. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me.